Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty, and I am too. My name's Justin Christopher, and I am a Dynasty Freak. That's a freak with two E's. It's a long story. Anyways, I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love drafting, trading, scouting, managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you, so let's talk some Dynasty. Here's what we have in store for the podcast today. I just wrote an article on the website where I compared uh, my rankings to the rankings of DLF here at the end of the OTA season. So if you're following football, which you obviously are if you're listening to this podcast at this time of year, we're at about a five-week dead period between organized team activities or OTAs and training camps. And so during the OTAs, during those few weeks, there were little small nuggets of news that came out from beat reporters and things like that. And uh, all that led me to kind of go back into my rankings this last weekend and re-rank all of my rankings for each uh, position. And so what I wanted to do now is actually compare my rankings with the DLF consensus rankings. It's a site that I really love to use to compare my rankings with. And over the next few weeks, during this five-week dead period, I just want to write articles and produce these podcasts and tell you about players that I'm actually higher on than the DLF team is and or players that I'm lower on than the DLF team is. And so I thought we would start today by actually talking about the quarterback and tight end position. We'll do running backs and wide receivers um, in the weeks to come. First thing I would notice before I get into my list of players that I'm higher on or lower on than the uh, folks at Dynasty League Football is that uh, particularly with the QB and tight end position, I place far less value on the age of a player than I do at the wide receiver and running back position. And so when I started comparing my rankings with the DLF rankings, one of the things I noticed is they are uh, more willing to put young guys up high, and I'm way more willing to keep old guys ranked high. Particularly for me, again, that's just at the quarterback and tight end position. Because I find, and I believe it's true, that, that players in those two positions in particular often get best, get, do have their best years of their career in their late 20s or early 30s. The tight ends and quarterbacks in particular have their best years when they're older. And so I'm much more willing to keep older players at those two positions ranked um, higher than moving younger guys up ahead of them. In addition to the fact that they also last longer. It's just a less injury-prone position, and so you've got people that can play well into their late 30s, and of course you've got the Tom Brady's and the Drew Brees of the world that are showing they can play into their 40s. And so the quarterback and tight end position in particular, I'm willing to keep older guys higher in the rankings. So you'll see that when I talk about some of the players that I like more and some of the players that I don't like as much as the DLF team does. So let's get started. I'll talk first about five players that I have ranked higher than the DLF team. And that is, first for me, is Matt Ryan. I have him as my number eight quarterback overall, and they have him ranked as the number 14 quarterback. So six, six difference, uh, six spot difference. Here's a fact for me with uh, Ryan. I've, I've always loved Matt Ryan. Um, he's only 34 years old, and last year he finished as a second highest quarterback behind, of course, only Mahomes. So just last year, in his 33rd year, he was uh, second in the entire league in our fantasy uh, in fantasy points. He has uh, does have a new offensive coordinator in Dirk Cutter this year, but he's not really new to Matt Ryan because Cutter was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta when Ryan had another one of his top five finishes as a as a dynasty quarterback. So these are the things I love about Ryan. I love that he plays uh, most of his games indoor every year. That's just a little edge, you know. Um, he never gets injured. 
Um, he has one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and Julio Jones. Like all those things make him super attractive to me. Add to that the fact that this year Atlanta drafted more offensive line help and they're about to sign Julio. It sounds like all the rumors that they're about to sign Julio to an even longer contract. That means that for me, in my opinion, Ryan, who doesn't get hurt, who has a better offensive line, he's going to keep Julio with him. And now he's got Calvin Ridley, of course, too, as the rookie last year. I think that he can be a weekly starter for the next four to five years in Atlanta, no doubt. So that's number one. Second quarterback that I have ranked higher than DLF is Jameis Winston. I've got Winston as my number nine quarterback overall, so just right behind Matt Ryan, where the DLF guys, they have him ranked as their number 15 quarterback overall. Now, I can understand why some people have him ranked lower than I do. Uh, That tends to happen, right, when you get benched and outplayed by Ryan Fitzpatrick, as happened to to Winston last year. Still, for me, um, that whole time, his value really didn't drop for me. Um, He was the number 13 quarterback, scoring quarterback, if you just did by average points. So the games that he started, average compared to all the other quarterbacks in the games that they started, he was number 13 last year. You really wouldn't think that, judging by how, how poor his total points looked, because Fitzpatrick was in there. So even then, he was quarterback number 13. And the thing that really kept his value, or you could say even bumped it up, was the fact that Tampa Bay hired Bruce Arians to come in and be the next coach. Um, I'm certain that under Arians, he's going to be a top 12 quarterback uh, this coming year and in the years to come. I think he's going to earn that new contract and stay with Tampa Bay for a long time, and he'll continue to grow under Arians' coaching and Arians' scheming. Add to that the fact that he's got incredible weapons with with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, and the fact that their running game is pathetic and their defense is pathetic. Like, this is going to be a team that's going to throw the ball around the field given their coaching, their poor running backs, and their poor defense. Running backs and defense, of course, could improve depending on what they do in the draft. I'm assuming they'll draft a running back next year if if, um, nothing else happens there for sure. But I think that Winston is still holding steady for me at number nine. Moving to the tight ends now, here's some uh, tight ends that I'm higher on than the folks at Dynasty League Football. First for me, and this is the biggest disparity I'll mention today, is I have Jack Doyle as my tight end number 10, and DLF ranks their, ranks him as their tight end number 21, so an 11-spot difference. Here's the facts. I mean, there is plenty of room in Indianapolis for two tight ends. The fact that Ebron did well last year does not mean that Doyle is a dying asset or something that you should be dropping down your ranks. I refuse to do it because Coach Reich runs more two tight end sets than any team in the league. Like, he loves running two tight end sets. Add to that the fact that when Doyle and Ebron were both healthy last year, that that when they played at the same time, Doyle outsnapped uh, Ebron almost two to one. So in the games when they were there together, Doyle had 330 snaps and Ebron 166, so almost two to one. They've already spoken. They're spoken. They've already said that they value Doyle and they want to use him more than they want to use Ebron. And that's going to continue, I'm sure of it. Indianapolis is an offense that's on the rise. They have one of the best young offensive lines. Then you've got Andrew Luck, who's just one of the best quarterbacks overall. Add to that the fact that he loves targeting his tight ends, especially in the end zone. Um, I think this is the one where DLF is way off. They have him ranked way too low, in my humble opinion. Next tight end that I'll mention that I have ranked higher than DLF is Jared Cook. I have him ranked as my number 14 tight end overall, where they have him as their number 19 tight end. So just five-spot five difference. Fact is, for me, is that Cook has bounced around from team to team his whole career. Um, so he's used to it. I just know that with that, he'll adjust quickly. Um, add to that that I love that you know that, that Drew Brees and Sean Payton will know how to use him. That's just what they're, they're great at doing. 
They have had, of course, some misses on some of the free agent tight ends like Fleener that they brought in. And Ben Watson was great the first time they brought him in, not so great last year. And so I agree that that's the case, that they keep bringing in these free agent tight ends. But we've seen it go great before with Ben Benjamin Watson 1.0, and I think we're definitely going to see it here because Jared Cook knows how to adjust to a team real quickly. He is 32 years old, but like I said earlier, I'm not afraid of older tight ends. And I'm especially not afraid given that they don't really have any competition behind him. You've got Josh Hill, who's had plenty of chances to win the job and couldn't. You've got Dan Arnold, who had a little chance last year, but he's an undrafted guy. Then they did draft a tight end in the draft, but not until the seventh round in Elise Mack. So I have him as my uh, my tight end number one in several of the leagues that I'm a part of. And I, I don't mind starting him every single week. And I'm sure that I'll be able to do that for the next two years of his contract that he has there in New Orleans. I'll start him every week and I'll, I'll draft and or pick up guys off the waiver wire that can just develop underneath him. But Cook is a very safe uh, number one option. I'm not dropping him. He's still my number 14. And finally, uh, Vance McDonald. I have him ranked as my number 15 tight end, whereas DLF has him as their number two tight end, 22 tight end. So seven spot difference there in our rankings. Um, here's, here's why I like McDonald. The fact that there's just a ton of targets are missing in Pittsburgh, right? A ton of targets are missing since Antonio Brown left. And even last year, he finished as the number 11 tight end overall last year, and then he only had 73 targets. He's, he's, I think it's just a guarantee that he's going to get at least 100 targets this year because Big Ben will sling the ball around 600-plus times like he does every year. They're one of the pass-happiest offenses. And while he's never been a tight end number one on a team for an entire year, I admit that that's a concern, and durability thus is a concern as well. Uh, competition for his position is not a concern. Um, even though they drafted Zach Zentry, they drafted him in the fifth round this last year. Fifth round isn't that much to threaten him, let alone the fact that Gentry was actually a former quarterback before he converted to tight end in college. And so I think he's just going to have a big learning curve. So Vance really has that position locked down, and there's targets to go around. Someone's got to get him. I have Vance as my number 15 uh, tight end. Now let's talk about some players, though, that I am actually lower on than the DLF guys. And you'll see some of this ageism is a part of this as well because they have some younger guys that I'm just not willing to move up to their highest position. So quarterback, uh, they have Kyler Murray as their uh, number 12 quarterback, but I have him all the way down as number 19 for me. So I guess the Dynasty League football guys trust Kingsbury and, and a rookie quarterback way more than I'm willing to do. I just can't rank, rank a quarterback that high having never seen him play a down in the NFL, let alone never seen his coach coach a down in the NFL. So I know there's a lot of talk lately about how the pro game is looking more and more like the college game, but I'm, I'm not willing to go that far. I don't think that it's true. I would never draft Kyler Murray as the number 12 quarterback in a startup draft. I mean, that's what they're suggesting to do here, and I just could not do that. I would have to have at least another quarterback uh, drafted before him before I would draft Kyler Murray. Uh, on my team in a startup draft so I don't think so on Kyler Murray I still have him 19 while they have him 12. Second quarterback where they have a difference of opinion uh, DLF has him ranked as the number 13 quarterback is Lamar Jackson but I have him ranked as the 18th best quarterback so we've got five spots in our difference. Here's the thing I just don't I don't I don't buy the hype about the way things ended last year. Things happened about as perfect as they could at the end of the year last year for Jackson. Um, I think that they've made every indication this year that they want to be a run-first team going forward, kind of like they did at the end, the end of last year. But I know that I know that they know they cannot have Jackson run as much as he did at the end of last year. He ran the ball. This is crazy for a quarterback. He ran the ball an average of 16 times per game 
um, at the last eight games of the season. And so you might look at that and say, well, that's where his upside lies. I, I know that that's, that's why people rank him as high as they do, because I think the upside is there. But you can't, you can't do that in the NFL. Like, it's not going to work. You, you are going to get hurt. And, yes, it worked for eight games, but you can't have – a quarterback can't have as many carries as your starting running back should have in 16 a game. That's why they brought in Mark Ingram. They brought in and drafted Justice Hill. They brought them in to take more of those loads and take more of the load in, 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 the, in the running game, let alone the fact that there's just not enough passing volume. If they're going to be a run-first team, then you're relying, you, you pretty much have to say you're banking on Jackson's running game because there's just not enough volume for him to merit being ranked number 13 quarterback overall. I don't believe it. Let alone that, they're also relying on unproven wide receivers, and two rookies. Like, if they think that Marquise Brown and Miles Boykin, who I've been lower on as rookies than most people, too, I just don't think that you can rely on those guys to come and make Jackson better as a passer. So, I've got him number 18 while they have him 13. Now to the tight ends. We've got three tight ends where we have a difference of opinion. Uh, Chris Herndon we have here. Um, I have him ranked as the number 19 tight end, where DLF has him as the number 12 tight end. Now, don't get me wrong. I actually like Herndon a lot. I picked him up in several leagues last year. I'm happy to have him on my team. I even tried to trade for him once this offseason. But I just think it's premature to rank him all the way up to the number 12 tight end. I can't do that. I have my, of course, my older, proven tight ends uh, ahead of him here. It's one thing to rank a first-round draft pick like Hawkinson and Fant in the top 10 already. Most everyone, even myself, has them ranked that high. But but they're first-round picks. First-round drafted tight ends hit way more often than tight ends that are drafted later. And Chris Herndon was, of course, drafted in the fourth round. And then add to that the fact that they also drafted another tight end, and this time a new coaching staff that did not draft Herndon. And now a new coaching staff comes in, and they draft a kind of a high upside prospect in Trevin uh, Wesco in the fourth round this year. All those things just make it too premature to move him up to tight end number 12, in my opinion. I have him ranked at number 19. Next, we have Ian Thomas. Uh, Ian Thomas is my number 21 tight end, whereas DLF has him ranked as their number 14 tight end already. Man, the same thing's true about Thomas. Like, he was a fourth-round trip, just like Herndon was. He's a guy that I like a lot, too. I picked him up in several leagues last year, and I've kept him. I'm so excited to have him just kind of waiting in the wings, like, ready to be the next man up as its starting tight end, and I think he will become that. But to rank him number 14 overall already, I just don't think that I could do that at this point. I thought I was actually higher on him than most people, so I was surprised actually to see, look at DLS rankings and see that there was that big of a disparity. Here's the thing, Olsen's still in front of him, probably for one year, maybe for two, so he's got you know another starting tight end that's already ahead of him, um, and then add to that that they've got so many young targets in Carolina that are going to compete for targets. Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, all these young guys that are going to compete for targets as well. I just don't see a way that Ian Thomas is going to be like a majorly targeted um, tight end that should be moved up to number 14 overall. So last tight end that I have here that I have ranked much lower than the guys at DLF is a guy that I've been trying to sell all year, <laughs> Kyle Rudolph. Um, I have him ranked as my number 23 tight end, whereas they have him ranked as number 16. So seven spot difference there. I only own Rudolph in one league, and I've been trying to trade him all offseason and can't seem to get anyone to buy. So Minnesota seemed willing to try to trade him or cut him too. Like that was what the rumors were. And then, of course, this last week he gets this contract extension. But you gotta you got to point out that this extension was not really an extension that showed signs of confidence in him. It was a move that was made just to give salary cap space. 
And so I think what they did is they speak with the draft. When you speak how you draft, and they drafted Irv Smith um, in the second round, and so that's how you tell what you think about your current tight end. So Irv Smith uh, said that he was struggling a little bit during the OTAs and stuff like that. So as any young tight end does, I don't think Irv Smith's going to come out and replace him right away. But I do feel very confident that he's going to cut into Rudolph's time through this year and that next year Irv Smith will be the starting tight end in Minnesota. I really believe that even though Rudolph has his contract extended, they can cut him at any time with less of a salary cap now that they've made this extension. Rudolph was the number nine tight end last year. Um, after one crazy game in our fantasy Super Bowls, he was helped me win a league uh, this last year because of how crazy the crazy game that he had um, in the fantasy Super Bowl last year. But I think that number nine ranking is the highest that he will ever finish again. In fact, I don't think that Kyle Rudolph will ever finish as a top twenty tight end at the end of the year going forward. That's my conviction. I'm sticking to it. So that's going to be a wrap for this week. My freaky friends, thanks for listening. I always say make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at DynastyFreaks.com. That's freaks with two E's in it. I am much better on email than I am on Twitter, but you can use my email, DynastyFreaks with two E's at gmail.com. We'd love to talk with you. And before I quit, I'll just let you know that uh, I have been building this website and these podcasts for about a year now. I intentionally did it for a year before I started promoting it because I wanted to Uh, get better by practicing, but I also really wanted to have a year's worth of verifiable, contestable content on the site so that you can see for yourself whether these takes that I have here, like this is now permanently a podcast. It's permanently set up as an article. It's dated on the website so you can see whether my takes are right or wrong. And I hope that you'll test me and see that I am your most trustworthy, independent voice in the dynasty landscape. Um, Now, I would ask that you would consider doing me a great favor. That would be going to rate and review the podcast at iTunes. Uh, That will help a lot more people find us and move us up the charts in in, in iTunes. Or whatever we're going to call it now that iTunes might not be a thing anymore, right? (laughs) Who knows what we're going to be calling it. I also made a promise to read. If you do give a rate and review, that I will read yours. And so I'm actually going to read one. We did get a rate and review this week. Um, We now have six five-star ratings. So thank you for those who have done that. And we've got a few reviews, and I'll read this one from a very clever name, Sean's Worried Mom. (laughs) Sean's Worried Mom says, You would be hard-pressed to find someone more methodical and calculated in his approach to life in general. Fantasy football is obviously no exception. Justin's podcast is helpful, media to say the least. Smash that subscribe button. So thanks, Sean's Worried Mom. I appreciate that and hope that you guys would also just do me a favor and go give a rate and review. That would be great. Thanks for listening this guy, uh, listening again, guys. I appreciate your support. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin.com.